Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor. What an honor it is that you would tune in to us and let us come across your airwaves. And uh, with me again is my friend, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Doug. How are you? The dream, brother. Living the dream. Just getting to serve God, getting out here, talking to the folks. And, you know, folks, I say living the dream. I got to tell you, sometimes it's a nightmare, but I still get to serve God. And that's a pretty wonderful thing. And that kind of leads into what I want to talk about is the word of the day today. We were looking through the words a little while ago. And in the word servant, you know, that's a, a probably misused, misthought. There's connotations on that that aren't exactly what God's talking about. I wrote down one verse in my Bible or one statement in my Bible, one paragraph from when I was in seminary. And, uh, you know, according to the Bible, a servant really is somebody, I think, who's a devoted and helpful, helpful follower of God that's humble before God, that's ready to act as God nudges and inspires us, that helps meet the needs of other people, to remember that it's not about money. It's not about those things. A servant is different. A servant isn't a hireling. A servant doesn't care about finances. A servant is somebody that's just going to trust God and step forward. It's kind of like it says in, in John 12, 26, Kevin, it says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. And it's about serving God. Being a servant is about service. It's, uh, I'm willing to follow. I'm willing to go where God wants me. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for me as a soldier, you know, as a professional retired soldier for years on my taxes. If I got them prepared somewhere else, you go into a tax preparer and they would use two words, professional soldier. So in other words, I was in the army long-term. That's what I was doing. I was going to do that. And uh, that was my job title. Well, being a professional soldier, whatever the army had for me, I had to do. I had to serve those leaders. I raised my right hand and swore that I would. I state your full name. Oh, solemnly swearing. And some people would affirm I'd have my left hand on the Bible, my right hand in the air. And that's what being a servant is all about. So when we think of a Christian servant, I want you to think about humbly following God, listening for his nudges, reading his word, being part of that, stepping out, realizing it's not about what's in it for us realizing it's what's in it for others. And so, Kevin, you think of that word servant, what's coming to your mind? Mm. Yeah, just what you said, brother, that um, it's not about us. Uh, a servant, you know, one definition of a servant is someone who has surrendered the right to be treated the way he wants in exchange for um, all of his needs being met and something, and I would add something worthwhile to do because serving God is, is worthwhile to do, but he meets all of our needs and he takes care of us, you know? So we're his, you know, Paul said, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. And that means a bond slave. Uh, I think the word is doulos. So our, our service to Christ is, is really saying, Lord, whatever happens to me, it, it, whatever treatment I get, 
it passed your throne first. And that really means a lot to me because I'm thinking about if I'm serving God, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm saying, Lord, I know that there's going to be times where I, it's, it's not going to be the way I want and it's not going to be good treatment. But on the other hand, I think about the fact that living on planet Earth, there's going to be bad treatment from the world and the flesh and the devil anyway. So I would rather have the calm assurance that everything that happens to me is coming as a servant uh, because I've I've yielded my life to be treated or I've given up the right to be treated the way that I insist on, which doesn't happen anyway, and in exchange for these other things. So, I, you know. The, the prodigal son came to himself after trying to serve himself. He lived a life of self-service with his inheritance gotten early. And he came to himself and he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. And, and, you know, Doug, I've thought about times. There's been times I've, I've gone astray over the years. Um, I was saved in 1979. The Lord came into my life sweetly and wonderfully in my bedroom. And I didn't always live for the Lord. I lived for myself. I was self-serving. And in that self-service experience, God would often show me some servant of the Lord, some humble servant of the Lord, and it would open my eyes to realize that he is being treated so well by his master so that he's got what I am craving. He, I'm like the prodigal son. I just want, you know, bread enough to spare. I want the essentials of life. I want peace, happiness, joy, security, all of the things that that I'm trying in vain to get. And I come to myself and I just want to say, Lord, would you just let me serve you? I'll give up the right to be treated the way that I want. I'll forgive all my offenders. I'll, 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 I'll get past all of that. I'll accept that whatever took place came with your permission. So Lord, hang all the other stuff. I just want to come and, and if you let me serve you, that I don't care who gets the credit. And that that has really been a life-changing thing for me to, to be a servant. Yeah, I, I agree. And some years ago, I preached a sermon on being a servant. And you know that verse I just read a little while ago in, in John 12, uh, 26. And, you know, as we talked about that and we looked at that and, and, and we think if any man serve me, let him follow me. And, uh, and where I am, there shall also be my servant. So when we think about different parts of being a servant, you know, a servant's a follower and they're also a leader, somebody who can be trusted, somebody who can, and, and you know, before you can be a leader, you have to be a follower. In the army, that's the way it's set up. I mean, you come in and you're a private. And, uh, and, and just by sheer definition of what a private is in the United States Army, uh, everybody else is in charge of you. I mean, when you're an E1, <laughs> and it gets to the point when you're an E1 that you come in the day that you swore in again to go to the Army, to go to basic training, is your day to rank. It gets to the point where people are comparing the days they came in as an E1. Things are so bad. But you got to learn to be a follower. And, and I'll tell you, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me, I believe God used my service to the military to teach me how to be a follower, how to, you know, accept uh, things that aren't my idea that I would do differently. But for the better good, when I'm told to go dig a hole, I just went and dug the hole for the better good when I'm told to 
canvas an area, I went and canvassed that area. And because it, it made sense that all of us had a mission to do as privates. And if we all lived up to our little piece of that mission, if we all lived up to that little place of that mission, boy, the mission would be completed. And, you know, we forget that sometimes. Some of the greatest servants or some of the greatest followers I've ever met in my life are missionaries and pastors and, and, and deacons and people in church and pastors wives and they're some of the greatest followers i've ever met in my life they're the people who say you know what uh i just need to follow i need to do what's right so to be a leader you need to be a follower and when you're a good follower you'll be a great leader trust me uh, when you're able to follow, when you understand there's a greater good, a bigger good, that that person making the decision has uh, bathed it with knowledge. And when we serve God, it's been bathed in prayer. It's been talked through the Holy Spirit of God, prompted in our hearts. And, and there's another part, I think, uh, uh, another word that comes to my mind, and that's humility. When you're a servant, you have to be humble. And, and, and I think in Mark 10, starting in verse 42, maybe for a few verses, but it says, Jesus called unto them to him and saith unto them, ye know that they which are counted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister and whosoever of you will be chiefest shall be servant of all for even the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many and, and dear friends let me tell you something humility is a place that will uh bring you somewhere uh you want to be humility is trusting in god humility is stepping out understanding that that even our Lord humbled himself to the point where he died for our sins. There's something great there. Humility is that, Kevin. I mean, when you look at humility, it comes to mind that, boy, if I'm humble, I get to be a leader. But if I'm humble, I'm tuned into God. Mm. You know, years ago, this is so true. I was in a, a church service. I just heard a pastor mention a, a verse uh, a wise man's eyes are in his head. And, you know, God has established a chain of command. It's it's not done just like the military, but it's, it is still a chain of command. And, you know, and so his chain of command is, is you know, there's Romans 13, there's policemen, there's mayors, there's any, anyone that's in charge of, of anyone is, it has a command. Well, command is a, is a, um, a duty and it's a task. It's you said charge, but but really, it's our job to let my eyes be in my head. So if I'm a servant, I'm simply saying, the you know I don't need to be the one that sees everything. I need to be the one that does my task for the greater good. Now I understand there's narcissistic abuse and the you know I I give up total you know assassinate my intelligence for the for the stupidity of someone over me. I, I get that there's got to be a balance, but uh, what the joy is, is, is God is our, our head and Christ is our head. And then he's got appointed people under him 
upline from us, so to speak, in our given chain of command. So we don't have to be always feeling like we're in charge and second guessing and and overthinking things. And in fact, uh, I was just thinking too, and I know we'll probably get up close to the time, but yeah, why don't we uh, run? Why don't we run and do that? And we'll be right back with you. Okay, Brother Kevin, we're right back with you there. You said, in fact, there was a time, so I don't want to lose that thought pattern. Yeah, yeah. And in, in, in Proverbs 2, it talks about, he that delicately, de- delicately bringeth up his servant from a child shall become a summit son at length. I think that's in the verses that we're theoretically <laughs> Cover, covering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, and a servant will not be correct with words. And, you know, there's several things about servant here in these verses, but the idea came to my mind that we we are we are freed up from from a lot of of the heavy lifting. Number one, if God is our master and we are His servant. He does the heavy thinking for us. Number two, when we're in a chain of command, just being a servant. I was uh, a couple of weeks ago at Fort Hood and uh, was invited. uh, I was parked at a church that graciously allowed me to park there, um, Christ Bible Baptist Church. And um, as I was parked there for, I don't know, the best part of a month, they – there was some kind of a banquet going on and it was just an appreciation banquet for the members of the church that the pastor and his wife threw really neat thing. Really. I mean, just Christ-like thing to do. Anyway, we sat, uh, he invited me. So I went into this banquet and, you know, I'm there a few minutes early, 15 minutes early, whatever. And, and I'm chatting with just whoever I met and I ended up getting a conversation with someone who was a little bit maybe slow or something. I, I just don't remember the person. So, uh, if you're, if you're listening and you were that guy, sorry if I got it wrong, but I just remember it was someone that I didn't know and, uh, you know, no relationship with. And anyway, next thing you know, the pastor says, let's all find our seats. So I just said to the brother, Hey, I'll just sit with you, sit with you and your wife. And so I sat down with them and, uh, and the pastor said, brother Rob, come on up here. So at the head table, he had a place for me, not like VIP, but I was one of the head with a little card folded in a, you know, in a little sign saying Kevin Rob. So he had set up a spot for me. And I just thought, you know, Jesus said, if, and I'm not saying I'm a great illustration of this, you know, all the time, but in that case, it was really neat that according to what Jesus said, when you're called to a feast, take the lowest places, better is it to be called, uh, uh, hey, come up here with me than to be sent lower in the eyes of other people. So, uh, and that wasn't an exact quote, but, you know, just the idea that like you're saying, brother, humble, if we can do more of that and go in and say, you know what? I don't need to be honored. I don't need to be thinking, how do I rate with someone else here? I I have all these years of service, but rather say, hey, you know what? I'm just as good as anyone else, but we have a God that lets people know, hey, let's let's give this guy a little bit of honor. And brother, that's enough to live for. Yeah, those things that come along, uh, they come along once in a while are great blessings to us. 
And uh, again, because, you know, a faithful Christian servant to them, to us, it, it's all about loving our heavenly, heavenly Father, following Jesus, loving Jesus, loving other people, caring for people, listening to the Holy Spirit of God, uh, being available to teach others, being available to follow others, being available to step out. But once in a while, God throws us a bright light. Once in a while, he'll shine a light on us and make us feel good. And once in a while, he'll give us one of those folded cards with our name on it and, uh, you know, give us the first piece of roast beef to come out. And But it, it's just, it's being able to not worry about that. It's being able to yeah. step out. Uh, you know, we don't act in a way that makes us superior because we're not. You know, and, and I know that Kevin and I have had this conversation with him. I'm not trying to be humble. I'm not trying to uh, downplay myself or anything like that. Uh, those of us who are called to serve God in a position as a minister or as a servant or as a Sunday school teacher or just serving God through your jobs and the, the things you do for people, uh, that's a wonderful blessing to be able to do those things. But it's not because we're special. It's because we said, all right, God, we'll do it. It's because we're willing to follow. It's because we're humble. You know, there's a meekness that comes along with this, too. And and uh, uh, this is the last point. I'll cover. I know we've destroyed any idea of going to the 29th proverb, but that's okay. Those are some of the best uh, broadcasts, I think. But it says, you know, in Ephesians, uh, I love Ephesians. I love Ephesians 4. It says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Mm. And, and uh, right into the church of Ephesus there, to the members of that church, walk worthy. You know, folks, be meek, walk worthy. Look at that next verse. It says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering. You remember that from Pastor Miller, the difference between patience and long suffering. Forbearing one another in love. And then it goes on to say, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There's so much going on there as we look at Ephesians 4 and we think about, well, how do we serve God as a servant? What are we, what are we doing? And, uh, well, we got to be worthy. We got to be worthy of our call. We got to be worthy of our walk with God, of our vocation. We got to, we got to walk into these things with all loneliness. And once in a while, God's going to throw you a bone. He's going to, he's going to throw you that first piece of prime rib. He's going to throw you that. And, and, uh, he's going to introduce you and, and say, boy, this person's made a difference. And then there may be a year. There's none of that, but God's saying with all loneliness and meekness with long suffering, you know, when people are driving you crazy, uh, when those you love have got you upside down, when those you're called to minister to, when those you sit next to in church, when those people you get there early and bring the Dunkin' Donuts and don't show up, just be long-suffering, forbearing mm -hmm. one another in love. I remember one time I had a Sunday school class outside of Fort Drum, New York, and I showed up early one time and I bought two dozen donuts. I mean, cream-filled and glazed mm. and... And man, they were, at a, and there was a place called Jeans Beans outside of Fort Drum. It was over there in Watertown. It was a snowy day. I went by Jeans Beans, and she was pulling out those fresh donuts and shaking them into powdered sugar and loading them up with Bavarian cream and some with chocolate frosting. <laughs> man, that box was so, it was burning my hand getting some of those glazed donuts and heading up. They didn't have a Krispy Kreme. This Jeans Beans was better than Krispy Kreme. 
I remember I got over to church and, and I sat there and all my people didn't show up. And I remember my oldest son was in there. He was helping me out. The young one was still a little bit too young. He was down with the primaries or whatever. And I, I remember my oldest son looked at me with a big, huge smile on his face and said, Dad, we get to eat a lot of donuts today. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I mean, sometimes, folks, sometimes with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring. Now, this is a tough word, doing whatever it takes, working at it, owning it, living it endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You know what I'm saying, Kevin, going out of your way when those guys don't show up and those donuts are everywhere. Mm. Sounds like your son prayed <laughs> that people stay home. Uh, he got a, he wanted some donuts. No, um, <clears throat> you know what you said earlier about the greater good. That's, um, you know, if, if we, if we are a servant spirit, if we have a servant's heart, um, we have, uh, we're not there thinking, how am I going to look in this? What will the brethren think of me? Or what would someone else think of me? We're thinking, what would God think of me? We're the, the person that I am tasked to make happy and successful. What, what, what do I need to do to make that happen right here? Short of, you know, her, short of compromising my relationship with someone else in my life, that's important. But, you know, so we're not going to break God's law. It's better to obey God rather than man. But so today I was on Fort Bliss and I gave a short block of instruction to the point man and uh, to Rudy. And as as we were talking, I just said, brother, um, he's a retired Navy guy. So he's, he's a chief. He's, he, 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 you know, he knows the lay of the land military wise. I said, brother, really the biggest do and don't, you know, the lay of the land, but the biggest do and don't is we're not going in here acting like we're going to, um, invade the base and take over on the behalf of some local church. You attend the church. That's important. They want to know that you're faithful to a church, but this is God's we're here on the behalf of God. And he just, he totally understood that. And so as a servant of the Lord with a servant mentality, uh, a servant ministry, we're, we're going in saying, you know what? We know how to play well with others. We're not going to embarrass you, sir. We're here to, I mean, this is just, we want to ooze the idea of, sir, if you would allow a ministry on this military post, it will help you with resilience of the troops. It will help you with uh, spiritual fitness of these, uh, of the armed forces. Hey, and will, brother, I hate gonna to do this, you. but you got to wind down, brother. We're right up against that wall again. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, man. You, brother, you can take over. I, I forgot to set my stopwatch on this one. But oh, yeah, okay. you know, it's, it's the idea that it's like you said, brother, it's not about us. Praise the Lord. We sure do love you folks and are thankful to have this time with you again. If we can do anything to help, make sure you look for me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Listen to every word Brother Eric's going to say. It's so important that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We love you. Hey, with that smile today that only God can give you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. 
for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.